The Super Bowl is on Sunday, and that means one last chance this NFL DFS season to take down a million dollars. So today, we're going to do what we've been doing all year. First off, we're going to look at the projections and the ownership projections from Stochastic. After that, we're going to run the optimizer. Then I'm going to hand-build lineups. Last but not least, we'll simulate some lineups with the goal of finding out at the end of this video three takeaways to build unique lineups for the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Big game comes up this weekend, and let's get prepared for it, and let's start off right now. And of course, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the advanced analytics as well that I swear by from Sports Info Solutions, but have to say right here at the jump, not any big advantages to really point out here for the most part, both defenses as we talked about all year, very solid defenses that do not give up a lot of production. On the year to Kansas City defense, a negative 0.18 EPA per dropback, negative 0.2 EPA per pass. Of course, the expected points added metric that we always talk about here on Splash, but that tells you how much above average an offense is performing, how much above average a defense is allowing an offense to perform. Those are sort of the key metrics that we look at always. So negative EPAs mean less production expected overall, and that's going to be the case going against the KC defense. Against the run as well, a negative 0.02 EPA per rush, which is not awful, uh, could be worse certainly, but still not a great metric to go against when facing the Chiefs defense. The Niners side, negative 0.12 EPA per drop back, negative 0.14 EPA per pass, negative uh, 0.03 EPA per rush. The red zone, a little bit softer, 0.1 EPA per rush allowed in the red zone, but still a good defense too. So really the things that we can kind of look at a little bit more, the micro takes, the little micro edges that we can find. The one that I would say is maybe a micro edge. And again, it all comes down to ownership force and for, uh, first and foremost, as we always talk about here, advanced analytics will drive you sometimes to a player, but if the field's already going to be on that player, it's just a little bit less valuable to be there because of the fact that like you're then going to benefit more from playing a lower owned player who's maybe not in as a hospital of a spot. The things that stood out in terms of the matchups, uh, Chiefs D does run man D at a high rate, 32% man defense rate for them. Uh, still a negative 0.2 EPA on those plays, but they are giving up a little bit more opportunity in terms of the amount of time they're running man. So that's something that should benefit Brandon Ayuk the most. Brandon Ayuk on the year, 33% target per route run rate versus man defense, 4.8 yards per route run versus man defense, 0.94 EPA. So Ayuk, a guy that we've talked about, Debo, uh, his teammate has given him the, the laurels of saying that you can't cover him in a phone book. Against man defense, it does stand to reason that he would perform pretty well. On the other side, it is more of a zone defense on the Niners uh, equation. 64% zone defense rate for them. So that's a thing that should benefit Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, 2.7 yards per out run and a 23% target rate versus zone compared to 22% target rate and 1.7 yards per out run. So uh wouldn't say about half the player, but maybe three-fifths of the player is what he is facing a man defense compared to facing a zone defense. So Rasheed Rice, theoretically the biggest beneficiary. And for what it's worth, Travis Kelsey as well. I would say he's going to be fine no matter what because of the volume, because of the fact that he is Patrick Mahomes' safety blankie. Uh, he's a player as well that benefits slightly from being in a zone matchup or a little bit more of a zone matchup. A 2.2 uh, yards per out run compared to 1.9 versus man and a 25% target share compared to 24% versus zone. So kind of a micro one there, but that's sort of the main breakdown. That's really the only edges I think that you can see if you are looking at sort of the man versus zone splits, the overall EPA splits and all that. Let's look at the projections. We always talk about here, projections are the main thing that drive what is going to happen in the showdown. And shouts to the chat has always kind of jumped into the, the talk right away. Made it to Friday. We did indeed. GMs, GMs, feeling good about all you guys being here live. If you watch after the fact as well, appreciate you just as much. A views of you. And always glad to see new faces coming in and some of our familiar faces that we love so dearly in the chat. All right. Projections. So this was updated 18 hours ago. Not really a lot moving around. I guess the one thing, let me see if he's in here. Kadarius Tony not currently getting a projection. He can be active. Is Sky Moore getting a projection? Sky Moore not getting a projection. He can be active. 
So those are two to watch out for uh, based on the practice reports this week. Does seem like Jarek McKinnon not likely to go. He was one player that I was watching pretty closely because at a $200 salary, I think he would have been a very important player for showdown both to either go with or to fade accordingly. Uh, but that is not looking like it'll be the case. Top projected players, though, let me sort it out by points. So 24th, wow. So a pretty big discrepancy between Christian McCaffrey and number two. Uh, he's got 24 projected points, as you can see right here. Number two on the slate is Patrick Mahomes, man the thumbnail, 20.5 fantasy points projected for him on stochastic projection. So because of that disparity, do expect Christian McCaffrey to be getting into a lot of lineups. I did take a quick look at the optimizer before the show just to get everything uh, done in advance so we could run through it. Seems like you're getting a lot of 5-1 Chiefs. So I imagine there'll be a lot of McCaffrey as the Niners won in a 5-1 build favoring the Chiefs. Based on the Vegas total here where the Chiefs are a two-point underdog, feels like the 5-1 favoring the Chiefs if it's coming up naturally in projections. Going to be overplayed, probably not an underdog situation that you're normally getting value on to play in a showdown. So the 5-1 Chiefs build with McCaffrey, I do expect to be one of the chalkiest ones out there. Travis Kelsey, number three projected on the slate, 18.6 points for him, projected by Stochastic right now at a 10-2 salary. Brock Purdy, number four, 17.3 DK points projected for him at a 10K salary. So I would think you get a little bit more Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey and Purdy both have a shot to make lineups based upon that projection and the salary. And Rasheed Rice, number five here, 16.3 projection for him at a $7,600 salary. So he is probably going to come up in quite a few lineups, which we will find out in a moment. Top value plays, according to Stochastic. Uh, Richie James Jr., a guy who, again, could be upset a little bit by Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore or both being active. Uh, Richie James has been active the last few weeks because, A, those guys have been hurt, and then, B, Richie James returns punts and returns kicks sometimes. So for Richie James, uh, definitely a fragile one to watch, I would think, based on the salary number. He probably makes some lineups, and he is likely to be the cheap guy that sneaks into lineups a little bit more than they probably should. Chris Conley getting a projection here. Uh, obviously not involved very much on the Niner side of the equation. Juwan Jennings ahead of him in the pecking order. Uh, seemingly Ronnie Bell ahead of him in the pecking order for most of these games. And obviously Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel safely ahead of Chris Conley as well. But at $200, he has a projection on him. So he is probably a player that can come up sometimes in an optimizer or in a sim build. CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's number three here, a $1,200 salary for him, 2.6 fantasy points, obviously gets a few touches in a game. Um, the expectation would, for me would be that they double down on Pacheco even more and really trust him. Uh, but I would say in the spot, CEH, probably a guy that can come up. Honestly, probably not going to come up in projections. And I would say as a result, maybe a player you want to get to a little bit more, even though that's not a game theory. That's not like a, a hey, how this game's going to go. CH is going to get to 10 touches kind of thing. It's more of like a nobody's going to play him and maybe he somehow luck boxes one touchdown or a catch for 10 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's what CH would be giving you here at 1,200. Just not going to probably pop up a lot in an optimizer. And then Rasheed Rice here, a top value as well. He's a number four value. So Rasheed Rice would not shock me if Rasheed Rice is in 100% of optimizer lineups. And Noah Gray, number five, 2.1x uh, value for him at a 3.7 DK projection, $1,800 salary. Ownership. Let's look at that. Of course, stochastic data uh, going to be updated over the course of the weekend. I am sure if you want to get the most recent updates, check that promo code splash for yourself. Save 50%. Even if you want just a weekly package on there for the Sims, for the data, you save 15% is that for that as well. So just you don't obviously have to buy a season long pass because the NFL is over. So uh, get a week for yourself if you want to use the same tools and data uh, that I'll be using in this video. Christian McCaffrey, top-owned player. No surprises there. 68% overall, 18% of which a captain, 50% of utility. 
I think that's wrong. I think that'll be closer to 75 to 80% would be my guess, just based on what we saw, the fact that there's such a big gap between him and projections and the number two guy. Um, whenever you see that, that guy tends to be a little bit higher owned, I think, than the ownership projections account for. So right away, I feel like there's a little bit light for Christian McCaffrey, even in a slate this big with 500,000 entries in the Millie Maker on DraftKings. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number two, 53% ownership expected for him, uh, less than 10% in captain. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number three, 49% ownership overall expected, 10% in captain. So a little bit more ownership expected to go uh, Travis Kelsey's way. Rasheed Rice, again, Chiefs are going to be pretty well represented, uh, very well projected, very cheap uh, relative to some of the Niners price tag. So 10% captain ownership for Rasheed Rice, 48.5% overall. Isaiah Pacheco, 8% projected ownership for him, 44% overall for him. So Chiefs coming in heavy besides McCaffrey, who should be the highest owned player and the highest owned captain. So what do we want to get to instead? Uh, this is something actually the, the great Cody Main over at ETR put together a nice thread talking about how in similar games to this one, uh, how it's gone in the past, the 46 point total ish, uh, how these games break down. And he talked about wide receiver captains being particularly ones that win at a high rate. Um, I think have won the vast majority of the tournaments when we have a point total like this one. So Debo being at 6.6%. Brandon Ayuk being at 5.8%, Kittle being at 6.6%. These are the ones that do stand out to me as being undervalued because number one, people are going to land on the Chiefs very easily in the terms of the projections. And number two, Debo and, and Ayuk, we know have these slate-breaking ceilings. These are guys where the Niners get there through the pass game. It's going to be one of these guys probably having an outlier day. Very concentrated targetry for Ayuk, for Debo, for George Kittle. So uh, for those three guys, I think they are the most live captains. And based on this ownership right now, if all those guys are going to be under 10%, I would have no issue going really heavy Debo, really heavy Kittle, really heavy Ayuk, and just trying to play you know that Niners pass catcher captain, uh, hope that they get there. Guys who are lower owned to put into lineups to try to decrease your ownership product. Harrison Butker under 20% owned. Again, kickers do feature pretty well according to that Cody Main thread. Uh, you can search Cody Main on Twitter and you'll find it. I forget what his Twitter handle is offhand. I feel like it's like C Main something. Uh, but Cody, a great, very smart guy. Does really good things uh, manipulating data and also back testing and tracking things over sim results and also showdown results over the course of time. Uh, so for him to have kicker be a priority and we see then Harrison Butker under 20%, I think that Butker's an interesting play. Jake Mooney at 26% also fine, but uh, does seem like maybe relative to the price tag. No, because he's... He's more expensive. Who's better projected? Moody, a one uh, 1.86 value, 9.7 projection. Butker, 7.5 projection. So that's why. Pretty big projection difference for Butker and Moody. I think that makes Moody or that makes Butker a more interesting play to me by a pretty good margin. Um, Ryan, we're talking about the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> um, I would say for a win now roster, it'd be Higgins. Um, for, okay. For this overall though, other guys under 10%, under 20%, we'll keep it at limited at that. Noah Gray, Justin Watson, CEH, Richie James, who again, I do think picks up a little bit of ownership by being the only 200, $400 guy with a decent projection on him. Juwan Jennings probably needs somebody to get hurt in game to have a shot to pay off a 4k price tag. But if he catches one touchdown, he probably could get into a winning lineup. So not someone to take out of a player pool, but I very much get why he'd be single digit owned. McCole Hardman, 7% for him. Kyle Juszczyk, 6% for him. Juszczyk at 800, I think, is kind of an interesting play here. Uh, very possible that they run a few two running back sets. That has been something in the past this year. The Chiefs have struggled against. It's kind of small sample size stuff. But Juszczyk being out there a little bit more would not be a shocker. And maybe he scores a touchdown for his wife, who's very great at making jackets. <laughs> and now has an NFL merch deal. You want to spin some narratives up. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, Super Bowl MVP jacket is what she's going to be making for herself. Uh, but use check again, just 6% owned $800. Uh, he can score a touchdown here and honestly could score like a 20 yard pass touchdown 
and that would be probably enough for him to make a winning lineup. Blake Bell, Chris Conley, Ray Ray McLeod, Charlie Warner, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell for him to get in, probably would need McCaffrey to get hurt in this game. Like we saw the last time where McCaffrey banged up his head in a play or, or had an issue with his helmet, called out for the game. Mitchell got in a touchdown. If he's not going to be the case, you would expect McCaffrey to be getting 100% of the workload besides that. So Mitchell, a very thin play, but the fact that he's coming up here, 3% owned, he can punch in one touchdown. Also blow up build. Mitchell probably could have a shot to get there more so. All right, let's look at the optimizer, then we'll handle their lineups. Of course, did run the optimizer in advance. And keep in mind here, the optimizer is not going to show you exactly what the field is going to play, but it is going to give you an inkling of what people are going to play based off the projections. And stochastics projections, for better or worse, very much typify what the industry is going to use. Uh, projections in general, if you compare like stochastics to ETRs, ETRs to roto grinders, roto grinders to Saber Sim, they're pretty close for the most part. So that's why we look at the optimizer here. It tells you what people are going to land on without even realizing it, what the math drives people to. So Rasheed Rice, 76% overall. Is he 24% in the flex? Yes, he is. Rasheed Rice in every lineup. So one right again, one player that we can fade, which does not surprise me based upon what that ownership looked like, what the projection and the salary looked like. Let's see. Besides that, Christian McCaffrey, 68% at flex. 12% at captain. So Christian McCaffrey, not in every lineup. Uh, Mahomes, 24% at captain, 68% at flex. So almost every lineup for Holmes, but not everyone. Pacheco, same thing. 28% uh, at captain, 68% at flex. So the only guy who's in every lineup right now is Rasheed Rice. And what do we always talk about here for the showdown builds? Uh, if a guy's popping up in every lineup in the optimizer, that is the one player or one of the multiples of players that you can just take out of the line to try to get different from the field right away. Because Rasheed Rice occurs so easily naturally because the projections line up, because the salary is so cheap, and then you also combine it with what we know in terms of like how players are going to view this game, how other people playing this tournament are going to view this game. It's going to be that Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver one. Like He's had some nice quotes this week from Patrick Mahomes. We also know that he's a low ADOT guy, so... I think there's a lot of reason that people will go to Rasheed Rice. The advanced analytics, again, also look good for the matchup for him too. But because he's going to be everywhere, because he's really easy to land on, I think that he becomes a little bit less interesting as a result. And I would rather go Kelsey more. You can see Kelsey 28% coming up in the flex, uh, barely coming up at captain. Uh, Kelsey, again, maybe he's going to be getting engaged on the field after the game. <laughs> think uh, lots of things going for him and uh, Taylor Swift flying over from Japan. We hope uh, lots of things for Travis Kelsey that I think look good, but really the main thing is that everybody's going to play Rasheed Rice. So in that case, you play Kelsey, you play Pacheco, but Pacheco's already getting played. Mahomes already getting played. So the leverage is really Travis Kelsey. And then going on the smoke for the Super Bowl. I don't even think we're doing anything special for the Super Bowl at all. No. So I probably just going to order out for it. Uh, we've not, I actually haven't gotten much smoking. The, my wife does grocery shopping. So if she doesn't buy things and I don't, then I don't smoke. So uh, we'll have a big relaunch of smoking season in spring, but unfortunately, no, I will suggest for you guys out there. If you want to make a fun thing, if you have a smoker um, or even, I guess, you know, you need a smoker for it. Uh, cream cheese dip with it uh, is really good to search like smoked cream cheese. Make, have that shit with some pita chips or whatever kind of chips you want. Uh, like cream cheese dip smoked is fucking amazing. That would win over any Super Bowl you're going to, whether it be your own or somebody else's. A lot of red in the cruncher. Gets the Super Bowl logo truth or fail. Yes, the purple of the Super Bowl is not going to pay off now for all these people. I will yeah. <laughs> I will vaporize something. Probably not smoke. Maybe it is a special bong day for the Super Bowl. All right, so team stacks is really important. So I don't want to lose it against my, my historical anomalies passion for smoking, which is very large. Um, 
five one stacks out the ass. Every every lineup here is at least a four two chief or a five one chief. So because this is a Chiefs underdog situation, this is not the way to play it. Projections are going to force people to more Chiefs. You are going to benefit the most, and it sucks because I kind of want to root for the Chiefs here. Like I, I like dynasties. I, I guess it might be the simple man of me who grew up in the '90s, and obviously, you know, when I was a little little kid, where was born in the '80s, we still had dynasties. Now in the in the you know 2020s, we don't really have dynasties anymore. So. I would like to see the Chiefs win. That said, because of the fact the Chiefs are coming up so heavy projection-wise, I don't think you should be playing a lot of 5-1 Chiefs or even 4-2 Chiefs. Like, this is now what people will be getting driven to. So people are going to get naturally driven to a uh, to lineups that don't actually reflect the Vegas odds in the game situation. So this is a really big inefficiency that we're running into this weekend, which actually I think gives you more of a shot to actually be able to win, um, which I think is a really important thing to note here. So by playing into the Niners, you're playing into the more likely Vegas outcome, and you're also just getting off an easy beaten path. People are going to land on a lot. So um, we'll see what the, the Sims give us here. But right away, I think trying to go to 5-1 Niners is going to be underused and tough for people to get to and still look pretty good. Are the Dust Casey wide receivers the biggest pain points on the slate? Yes, um, again, we don't have the projections right now for Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore. Both guys can be active here. Uh, both guys in practice, so it seems like they could be hitting towards being active. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk this week about as well. Like the Chiefs have figured out, oh, hey, we can lean on these guys. Like we're not going to throw in if McKinnon's active, if Tony's active, if um, if whoever's active, if Sky Moore's active, they're not going to work him in because the Chiefs figured it out. If that's the case, they wouldn't have them in practice right now. They wouldn't have them be going with first team. So I think that's one thing I've heard other people talk about that I don't agree with at all. If these guys are active, they are very important plays to keep track of. And I think two plays to try to force in, you know, under 10% because they're, they haven't been in projections all week. They haven't been in ownership projections all week. Those guys will get under owned as a result. And Kadarius Tony, for whatever flaws he may have, he does get hunted for touchdowns. He also does get some opportunity to return. Of course, the Super Bowl return last year against the Eagles, one of the biggest plays of that game. Um, so to me, I think those guys are very important, but I would say that they're not a pain point as, I mean, it's a pain point, not knowing yet how they're going to get projected and what I'm going to do with them, but it's not a pain point because if everybody's going to Rasheed Rice, that makes a lot more sense than to try to go to those guys, two of those guys, even, you know, so you save money, you put in two guys and you say the production siphons away from Rasheed Rice and goes to one touchdown for Darius Tony, two catches for Sky Moore. Um, one catch for Justin Watson for 50. Like that's how you pull away from Rasheed Rice enough for him to not make a lineup for winning other pe for other people. So uh, that's where I think there is some value for sure. Yeah, Tony's ownership would be so low. He would be. And, and that's the thing is like people are really down on him. He's had an awful year, but he has always been a guy getting red zone targets and getting fed like touches that are meant to score a touchdown. So if Kadarius Tony is active, even with whatever bullshit he's done, um, I think that's a really important one to be mindful of. Besides that here, uh, let me look at kickers and defenses really fast. Kickers coming up pretty evenly, so no kicker advantage based upon the math of it all. 16% Harrison Butker, 12% Jake Moody. Uh, defense is 12% Niners, 8% Chiefs, so really nothing here saying that people are going to be playing kickers and defenses more than usual, so I think they are both in play. In general, though, for a showdown, not trying to play more than two of the four combined uh, kickers and defenses. You can play three if you really want to. We'll get you more unique, but just doesn't win at a high enough rate. 5-1 Chiefs seems to demand Chiefs D and Pacheco. Uh, no, it doesn't because we're getting 5-1s naturally with barely any Chiefs D. So not the case. But yes, if you are going to play a 5-1 Chiefs, trying to put the Chiefs D in would actually make you more unique, even though that you're right that that is the way that you should be playing 5-1s for the most part. If you're playing an onslaught, uh, the defense should gain in value because uh, you, get, you get why. I'm sure most people out there will get why. 
All right, on to the hand build here. And one quick plug as well. Guys, check the pin chat again. Five stars interview for the Probably app. We'll give you a shot to guest host Splash Play. Of course, as we are doing drafts every day, besides today, uh, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. So check that pin comment. Uh, check the pin comment as well. I'll drop it in there too. But check the pin chat if you're watching live. And that is your pathway. If you ever have dreamed about being on a moderately watched uh, show here, you can do it for yourself <laughs> this time around. Let's make the screen a little bigger. All right, hand build. So based on what we know of the of the optimizer so far, we want to get unique on that hand build. I think that does mean playing a 5-1 build for the Niners. So how do we do that? Brock Purdy at QB would be one way to do that that I think is probably going to win a little bit less, but will get us more unique. I personally am, I think Ayuk at captain, I like that a lot. Again, man defense coming at a high rate from the Chiefs D. Ayuk being a guy that has not had good box score games lately. I guess the last game was good enough to make some winning lineups in terms of playoff best ball with 15.8 points, 6.2, 5.5. Think he gets a little bit less owned because of those box score watchers lately. And they'll talk themselves into it too, where he only caught three catches. Only got lucky because of the one touchdown. I think Ayuk comes in a little bit low. So I'm going to go with Ayuk as my captain. Though I do think fundamentally, like the approach, if you play Ayuk a captain, if you play Debo a captain, uh, not so dissimilar. I like Kittle. I think Kittle's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tony would be an interesting captain. I would not play Tony at captain. I think that's a really narrow outcome for him. Uh, he's an interesting play as a flex. I think at captain, you're getting a little bit too, like he's not going to play enough routes. He's probably best case scenario playing 15 to 20 routes. And you're like, you would have to be a murderer in those 15 to 20 routes to get there at captain. I don't think would happen. All right. Ayuk will be my captain here. Um, not opposed to putting Debo in. Do think that another thing that Cody Maines thread pointed out was that QBs do make up the lineups quite a bit. And these games, the similar total, obviously not a, a cosine is necessarily going to happen here, but I do think that Brock Purdy with an IU captain is likely to make it. Is there a world where we fade McCaffrey? Do I want to fade McCaffrey? Projection so high, uh, 24 point projections. We talked about from stochastic actually even higher for ETR 25.60 key points is the projection for ETR. I think he's got to make it in the flex, right? If you strip him out, I think that is a play that'll get you a little bit lower owned, but I don't know. If we're playing a 5-1 Niners build, how do the Niners put up enough production in a 5-1 and not have McCaffrey get there? I don't think that's possible, so I'm going to go with McCaffrey for myself here. All right. Um, I mean, based on the projections, they're all going to be low owned, so I don't think there's really... You're splitting hairs for the most part with that. Um, at least based on the ownership projections right now that we just looked at. Um, I would like to have a bring back here for the Chiefs. I think Kelsey would be the most appealing one, but then we are really not going to have a lot of salary for our final two roster spots. Let's see what that looks like if we put Travis Kelsey in here. So 2,300 left between two spots. We would have to go to a cheap guy. I think Kyle Juszczyk is a way that McCaffrey doesn't make it at captain. So I actually am going to put him in here as part of my, my 5-1 Niners onslaught. Got one more spot, $3,800 left. Chiefs D would make this a 4-2 build, which I'm okay with because I don't think people will play heavy Niners with a Chiefs D. Yes, Valdez Scantling would be another play that we could go to if we pivot off of Kelsey. Could maybe make a more interesting 5-1. But if I am going to play an Onslaught 5-1, I do want to have an alpha pass catcher coming back for the most part. Um, Pacheco could be the place. Pacheco actually make this team any better. I put Pacheco in. We're saving some money. We have 6K left. And then could go to Moody. Or Niners D. That's tough. I think Kelsey's the better play. I'm going to stick with Kelsey for this one. So Kelsey in my flex, $3,800 left. We are going to go. We got to leave some salary on the table, I would think. 
though maybe not. Fading Rasheed Rice, 5-1 with Kyle Juszczyk. Play Chiefs D. I think this works. So we're leaving $40 on the table. Uh, obviously, if you leave less than $1,000 on the table, the likelihood of being duped is higher. So you have to have other levers making you unique. I think a 7% owned captain, Brandon Ayuk, um, not playing Rasheed Rice, playing only one, or playing two Chiefs, rather, and playing Kyle Juszczyk, I think are enough levers to get unique here. So that's what I'm going with. Does Rice do anything for me in this lineup? I don't want to play Rice in a hand build if he's going to pop up that easily for everything. Um, I think you're going to do better. Just, I mean, look, I wouldn't say hundred percent fade on rice. I'm sure I'll get rice in some lineups, but you have to really be mindful then of like having like really deliberate levers to get unique. So yeah, if I went to rice here over Kelsey, that is making me a little bit more unique, but what am I getting for that? I don't think you're getting enough. You can get to Kittle and leave no salary on the table and probably get duped more. Uh, you go to Moody. I don't know. I don't like it quite as much. I want to get leverage on rice is really going to be the main thing that I try to do this weekend. Uh, so Kelsey chiefs D is my final team here. Brandon, Ayuk, captain Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Travis, Kelsey, Kyle use chiefs D is going to be my huddle single entry here for, I don't even know what the prize pool is. 15 K to first in the huddle single entry. So good, good tournament to get in. If you are a single entry builder, even though I've, I've finished top 100 a couple times this year. I have not come close to winning one. Uh, so a difficult tournament to win still, regardless. All right, Sims coming up here. And guys, if you can, if you're watching live, Sims is going to be the most important part we talk about. So please do smash that subscribe button, smash that like button as well. Leave a comment if you're watching after the fact, even if it's just an emoji, even if it's you saying, hey, I love Hershey Rice. I'm going to play him 100%. I don't care. Whatever. Leave a comment down below. Appreciate it uh, very much to show the algorithm what matters here. And again, use that promo code SPLASH on Stochastic to save yourself 50% any data package that includes the tools that I'm showing you right on screen right now. So if you want to build these lineups with their updated data, or if you want to do something like I do for the main slate where I split ETR and Stochastic projections, uh, you can do that for yourself, that promo code SPLASH, and save 15%. Uh, use that promo code or check the link in the description to do that. All right, out of the top 150, let's look at the exposures. Also worth pointing out the prize pool for the Millie Maker. It's $1 million going to first $6 million overall in the prize pool. So a little bit less of a, a first place share than it normally is. So that's why 20% going to first is what we have in the sim. Um, exposures overall, the top 150. Patrick Mahomes, I actually did not know this when I made the thumbnail, but Patrick Mahomes, highest exposed uh, player, according to the Sims, coming up 59% of the time in the flex. So uh, they do want you to get leverage on him as well. So Patrick Mahomes, it seems like the Sims will push you there. Um, the good news for my hand-built lineup is I didn't play Mahomes, but still played uh, something there that went against that. Uh, but again, the projections love Chiefs, so it makes sense the reason that the, the Sims are telling you, hey, projections love Chiefs, make sure you're getting the QB in. Uh, that's what we're getting Mahomes at for that. Um, other highest exposed players, 45% Christian McCaffrey in the flex. So uh, get one of you get a little bit less in the field, but basically flat with the field in terms of the ownership of Christian McCaffrey right now. Jake Moody coming up a lot, 44% Jake Moody compared to 24% in the pool ownership. So deep leverage for Jake Moody right now in the flex. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, number four, 41% exposure, 39% expected ownership. So he's basically flat with the field. So that's a high owned play, but not one that you're trying to get more than the field of according to the Sims. And then Rasheed Rice, even though I do have those concerns about him being chalky, 39% uh, exposure, 38% in the pool. So the Sims want you to get right flat with him if you can. Captain ownership, 15% McCaffrey a captain. So the overall Sim ownership for McCaffrey is 60%. So that does tell you then where the Sim guys will be going. They're probably not going to go 100% McCaffrey. They're going to naturally land on having McCaffrey out of some lineups. So if you're one of those people that wants to go, hey, I don't see any way McCaffrey doesn't make a winning lineup. 
If you go 100%, you actually are probably going to get some leverage on the people. I still think, though, that McCaffrey's ownership gets closer to 70%, 75%, maybe 80% uh, with how many casuals will be playing for the Super Bowl. So something to watch. Obviously, the ownership uh, here is accounting for these Sims. So because the Sims think that McCaffrey's going to be owned at a 68% clip, um, it's giving us a little bit less than that. Obviously, then if it were owned, if he were expected to be owned at an 80% clip, it probably would knock McCaffrey down even more. So that's part of the, you know, that's the part you have control over that you have to keep in mind that I can't tell you the answer to how you approach it for yourself. Travis Kelsey, uh, number two captain, 15% overall, 11% expected ownership in the pool. Rasheed Rice, 14% captain, uh, so basically flat with the pool ownership for him. Debo, 13% at captain, 7.6% overall, so it is telling you to get double the field of Debo, so it does seem like the Sims like Debo a little bit more than Brandon Ayuk. Uh, George Kittle, not that far behind, 10% exposure, 8% in the pool, and then Ayuk is down here. The Sims do not like Ayuk, which, as we talked about in the past, uh, you, you trust the Sim, but unfortunately now with how the Sims have permeated everything we're doing, because of that, I still think Ayuk is a stronger play because he's not popping up in the optimizer. He's not popping up in the sim. As a result, people aren't going to play Ayuk. And if you force your way to Ayuk a little bit more, it's going to give you some value because the sim is telling you, hey, Kittle's a good play. Debo's a good play. It's not telling you that Ayuk's a good play, which means that Ayuk is fundamentally not a good play with this projection set and this ownership set. But we're not playing, like the game's not going to occur with the median projections being what happens and the ownership being what happens one-to-one. -one. So as a result... <laughs> This is like real 40 chess chip, and this is what showdown <laughs> these kind of builds have to be. Uh, so that's what makes Ayuk. I feel good about Ayuk at captain because he's not coming up naturally anywhere, but we know he's going to be out there for every route. He's got the upside. It's just that he doesn't project that well, and you know that's what it is. Check in the chat here. Uh, the must plays are like Santa Claus. They just bring you all the money. Yes, I think that's... Oh, did I miss... Though I put must plows. God damn it. You know what? It bothers me enough that I'm going to fix it. <laughs> wish that you had brought this to my attention earlier, but okay, we're back. Now, now must plays. They are not the must plows like Santa Claus. I've achieved that. Kelsey, a better fade on 0.5 PPR TD dependent sites. Hard to fade the target volume of PPR. I agree with that. All right. So let's look at some lower owned lineups. Then what's the best lineup with Kyle use check is what I'm going to ask. If you guys have any requests here, you want me to look at something in captain, feel free to drop it in the chat. Lineup contains use check. So out of 150 lineups, um, only a few of these are coming up with Kyle Usechek. So the top ROI lineup with Kyle Usechek is Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Jake Moody, Kyle Usechek, Patrick Holmes, Rasheed Rice. Number two lineup that is in the top 150, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Usechek, Noah Gray, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. Obviously, McCaffrey can get there at captain. Kyle Usechek's not going to take enough away. But I think fundamentally the reason that you play Kyle Usechek is that if he takes away one red zone touchdown that does limit McCaffrey's opportunity to be the captain. So I think there's a little more appeal to me to not have McCaffrey a captain. Uh, why the fuck did the, the thing not show up? Um, my, my tech here has really let me down. I realize now my thumbnail's not showing over my head. What's going on? Get, get Kermit the Frog back on there. All right. Um, Overall top lineups. I forgot I didn't show that. Chiefs D is the highest ROI lineup right now. Chiefs D, 49ers D, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. I think that's one of the lineups that like a 150 maxer plays. And then ultimately it is in the first place for like the first quarter. And then it drops out. I don't really like this lineup that much for being the top ROI lineup overall. Rasheed Rice, number two. Rasheed Rice, 49ers D, Isaiah Pacheco, Jake Moody, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey. 
what what percenters you are QB. I can't tell you that here, unfortunately. I don't have there isn't a way to do it in the sim. I do have a way to do it in my Excel, but of course my Excel is on this computer, so I can't do that for you. Um yeah, there's I'm trying to think if there's another way to do it. I guess if we were to okay, so we have 3,682 lineups. This is one way we could try to do it real fast. Of lineups do not contain Mahomes. Lineups do not contain Purdy. So it's 621 out of 3,680. That's how many lineups it was able to make. So it looks like 17%-ish of lineups have no QBs in them anywhere in them. But that's that's an estimate, obviously, so don't hold that as gospel or anything. Um, but I had to try here because I am the KY, of course, a paying member. So I'll always go that extra mile to figure out shoddy back of napkin math for you guys. Uh, all right. You want a 3-3 Kittle lineup. All right, let's see if we can do that. Filter, KC3. We'll take out these QB rules. Add in Kittle. Rasheed Rice, Chiefs D. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Jake Moody, Patrick Mahomes. So you're getting the single stack with Mahomes for that one. Actually, no, you're getting a yeah, the single stack with Mahomes for that one. And Chiefs D along with it unstacked Kittle. So you're saying basically Kittle's the only pass catcher who gets there, which is okay. Obviously you're making a bet on Kittle. I think if you're making this kind of bet on Kittle though, I think you'd be better served a captain where you have no IU, no Debo in the lineup, uh, no Purdy either. I guess you're saying the pass game doesn't have a lot of production. So I, I could see the logic in it, but I think if you're playing Kittle with no Purdy, no pass catchers, um, or especially with no pass catchers, I think Kittle at captain should be kind of taking a jump upwards. Just based on the shows I've listened to, feel like Juice is going to be the cheap guy everybody goes to. I guess. I mean, projection-wise, he's not coming up. I don't think casuals will get to him very much. Maybe for a certain subsect of sharp players. Like, I I certainly saw that price. I'm like, all right, this guy is going to get routes. He's going to get some snaps. He's going to be out there. And then the matchups, too, I should benefit him with the Chiefs being weak against two running back backfields. But, you know, I just don't think he gets that much ownership. So I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't not play him. Um, because you think he's going to pick up too much ownership. Because I find it hard to believe. I think the worst case scenario is he ends up like 10 to 15% owned. He's not going to crest past 20. Uh, all right. What else can we look at here? Low owned captains. So Rasheed Rice obviously coming up everywhere. Let's look up Ayuka captain. Lamp starts with Brandon. Brandon Ayuk in a Chiefs 5-1 or a Niners 5-1. So this is the kind of build that I like. 50K salary though. Definitely going to get duped. Um, even though it only shows three dupes here, I would guess that any 50K salary probably going to have upwards of 20 dupes at a minimum. But Brandon Ayuk, uh, 49ers D, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Isaiah Pacheco, Jake Moody. So Pacheco is the bring back in this one. Can we get a 5-1? Oh, here's a gross 5-1. Uh, this one maybe doesn't get duped. Brandon Ayuk at captain, 49ers D, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, CEH as your one bring back from Kansas City. That'll be low owned. And Debo Samuel here is the last one. Who is Juice? Kyle Juszczyk is who uh, Justin was referring to. Uh, we got to get low. This The salaries, man, like this one definitely has the most appeal here at 2-4. Ayuk, Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Harrison Butker, Isaiah Pacheco, Jake Moody. I don't love playing kicker with just the running back because it does sort of, there's two positions that take away from each other. If the running back isn't punching in a touchdown, the kicker likely gets some field goals. If the kicker isn't getting a field goal, the running back is more likely to punch in a touchdown kind of thing. Uh, but for this being a 47-8 salary, second highest ROI for a Brandon IU captain lineup, uh, this one's probably my favorite here because all these other ones, I think this gets duped. 
I think this doesn't get duped because of having CEH, but there's still a shot because of it being a 50k salary that it does. I think this one, this one probably doesn't get duped very much. 49-8 with Chris Conley. Uh, but you again have to play that low owned, that really kind of crappy looking guy to get low owned. Uh MVS, maybe this one. I think this one still gets duped a good amount, actually, at 49-6. Nobody's a shocker in this lineup. So yeah, for Ayuk ones, feels like leaving salary on the table or making sure you get one of those 10% or under 20% owned guys. I would say two guys under 20%, one guy under 10% would be the goal if you are playing kind of a, a chalky feeling lineup. Uh, let's look at a Brock Purdy captain. So Brock Purdy captain, I would expect there to be at least two pass catchers with him coming along. Uh, the first one here, 49-2. Brock Purdy captain, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Conley. Oh, so Conley and Ayuk as your pass catchers. I Conley's coming up a lot in these Sims. I get why, because he decreases the ownership product. And he does have a projection on him, but that's really narrow for Chris Conley. Um, of course, watch him score a touchdown here. <laughs> if you're not playing Chris Conley in showdown, maybe take an anytime Chris Conley touchdown just to cover your ass. But Brock Purdy, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Conley, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Jake Moody. So obviously Purdy could also throw a touchdown to McCaffrey. That's one way to kind of make more sense of this. But you do really need at least two pass catchers. I would say if a Conley lineup kind of want three to ensure that Brock Purdy is getting enough production, I'd actually make it there, Captain. So Brock can run a little bit, but you still probably wouldn't have at least, I would say at least two pass captures with Brock at captain. Um, 49-4 salary, Purdy, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice. I would. This has zero dupes on it. I think that is going to be really duped. I would think that a lot of Brock Purdy lineups will play these guys. And this is one thing that I don't talk about a lot in these Sims shows. So one way that a lot of people play Sims, and actually, you know, one way that I have in the past too, is like they'll just go through with different guys at captain and take like the top five lineups. So it's something to keep in mind too, where if you're playing Brock Purdy at captain, that's why we talk about the concept of like having different levers to get unique. Um, like these top five lineups with just stochastic projections, no, no averages, nothing like that. They probably just get played straight away from people that are you know, going to play a Brock Purdy captain. So that is something to keep in mind too, that even if the salary here looks a little bit lower, like 49.2, 49.4, and it's not showing a ton of dupes because of the fact that these are the top Brock Purdy lineups, somebody's going to play them and you are going to get duped a little bit more. How do I like punt return TD builds? Not very much. I think you're playing a really narrow outcome there. If you're going to play the punt returners, I mean, you also need to know who they are. And with Kadarius Tony potentially being active, uh, that could mess things up for Richie James being the returner. But, you know, like I, I think the double dip has always been something that DFS people have said in content as like just a talking point to give them something themselves, like something for themselves to say. I think it's really hard to pinpoint a thing that happens one out of every 100 games, 200 games. Um, so I wouldn't try to build that way. But, you know, like if a guy is getting punt return snaps and he's also the wide receiver for, you know, like a Richie James, if we were to see Sky Moore and, and Kadarius Tony not be active, then I think you could say like, all right, that's a little bit of a boost for him. But like, I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. Uh, anything unique for Brock Purdy? This is more unique for Brock Purdy. So we're now out of like the top few Brock Purdy lineups. And this one has 47, eight in salary. Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Isaiah Pacheco, Nicole Hardman. That's tough. Rasheed Rice. Um, but I think for Brock Purdy here, like if you're going to have Purdy at captain, definitely a little bit easier to say that Debo and George Kittle have good enough days. Let's say 17 point, 18 point days. Brock Purdy comes over the top with 25 points and then he makes a winning lineup here. You're also using these guys to not play Christian McCaffrey, which I think works. So that's it for me. <laughs> it hit for me one time. The punt returner still isn't in the optimal. 
that's that's the yeah that's the risk point of it is that they're not getting enough work even one touchdown like you're not getting a PPR point in that touchdown either so they're kind of like a it would be a worse version of like a defense where the defense has a few sacks uh, you know limits points to a certain amount they're getting points for that and then they also get the return touchdown uh the returner just gets the return touchdown and nothing else so yeah 5-1 captain with Mahomes or 5-1 Mahomes captain all right mm. Starts with starts with Patrick, the the husband to proud sports Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Brittany Mahomes, who I'm sure very much deserved it, and not at all nepotism because of the fact that her husband is the <laughs> the greatest quarterback in football. But if you haven't seen those photos, check them out and go. Yeah, that's a person with implants, and then you go cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you move on. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, top lineup here. This one actually maybe, again, it gets duped probably for people playing Sims, but probably not getting duped very much based upon the salary. And I guess the Chiefs 5-1 of it, going to be a little bit overplayed. Mahomes, Chiefs D, Christian McCaffrey, Pacheco, McCole Hardman, Rasheed Rice. If you're not playing Kelsey, you are playing Rasheed Rice. I think that probably, I don't know. Playing Harden is really the main thing to creasing ownership here, but I don't think this one sneaks up on people. I think this actually would get played uh, more than the zero dupes that they have here. Uh, for what it's worth to you for Stochastic Sims, if you do end up using their Sim product for whatever you built in the Super Bowl, uh, their dupe thing is just like how many times lineups get created on a dupe level when it's actually making the lineups to generate. So you do have to really like, you can't just take the dupe thing at face value, unfortunately. Um, they obviously try to do the best they can with that, but um, because of the fact that like, People will use these Sims. These will inherently have dupes because of the fact it's a top ROI lineup that fits this criteria that that Justin asked for, and Justin's not going to be the only one who asked for that. So uh, just one thing to keep in mind if you are using these Sims. Uh, very chalky five ones here. Definitely avoid these. Obviously, 49.9 salary. Probably not loving to do that. Um, Mahomes, Chiefs, Debo, MVS, Rasheed Rice, Kelsey. Because you have the Chiefs triple and you have Chiefs D in here. This is getting closer at a 49-3 salary to maybe being unique, but it, it's such a big tournament, man, that I really, I would err on the side of thinking that your lineup is not unique in general because it's 500,000 entries. This is, I think, the biggest showdown of the year. So, like, you really have to hold everything to a tighter scrutiny than you would normally. Obviously, I always try to tell you guys to, like, do that, but, um, you know, in particular for this slate, like, Anything that's got a dupe here, I probably wouldn't play. Um, unless it's like, unless it's showing dupes at a $45,000 salary or something. <laughs> she lacks thickness. She does lack thickness. But yeah, she was a college soccer player, right? So, you know, great shape. But yeah, yeah whatever. She's a person. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Watson. So this is one. If you're going to play Mahomes a captain, this is what you're doing. I think obviously having a Kelsey one, just fading Rasheed Rice probably gets you unique enough. Uh, gets you unique enough. But Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Watson, Richie James, Travis Kelsey. So this build, you have Kelsey in there. You have two pass catchers with him. You have Pacheco as well, who can catch some passes. You're fading Rasheed Rice, who we think is going to be uber chalk in the slate. I love this build. I think this is probably my favorite of the 5-1 uh, Patrick Mahomes builds. All right, what else do we have here? Yeah, crazy field size it is. It's definitely, you know, whenever you see like a million dollar prize pool and only 20% of the pool or, you know, less than that is going to first place. Like that is a very big tournament. That means uh, people are going to be building some unique shit and the 150 matches as well. I'm sure will be acutely aware of that and they're going to be going out of their way to get unique stuff as well. So keep it in mind. 
I just leave five game table and click submit. That is what I, I know uh, some of the top DFS players we've talked about, some of the 150 maxers have done, like filter by only lineups under 47.5 and just take the highest ROI ones there. Uh, what would this be? Do we have any under 45,000? See, less than or equal to. Here's your highest ROI one under 45,000, 44, eight salary. <laughs> so if you're going to play Rasheed Rice, this is the one you do it in. Uh, Rasheed Rice, Chiefs D, George Kittle, Harrison Butker, Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes. That is a unique lineup here, leaving a ton of salary on the table. You're playing chalky parts with it still, but you're getting off that beaten path. So that's something that we talk about here, where if you're going to play that, what I expect to be chalkier, those, those Chiefs heavy builds that come up very naturally with projections. Drop that salary down. That's one way to play. If you want to play some chief five ones, um, you can just fade up entirely or you go down in salary or you include a lower own captain. Those are kind of the main ways to play what the chalk is and then and do that. Anything else interesting to look at at captain before we close it out here with my three takeaways to get unique. Uh, just for funsies. Actually, no, he doesn't have a projection, so we can't look up Kadarius Tony. Lineup, lineup starts with, how about a McCole Hardman captain? Nicole Hardman, this one has a 77% ROI on it. Hardman, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Pacheco, Mahomes, Rasheed Rice. So you get Hardman and Captain, you're jamming in every stud possible. I would consider playing this build if we did see Kadarius Sony and Sky Moore be inactive. Though Hardman was basically phased out when those guys were inactive last game. So you are playing a very narrow outcome. But, you know, it's, it's still an outcome that could happen. Uh, lineup starts with, this is a fun game to play. Lineup starts with Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> No Elijah Mitchell captains, unfortunately, having an ROI on them or being built at all. Uh, Lone captains, Justin Watson. Justin Watson captain, Brock Purdy, Debo, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. This one gets duped at 50, at 50K salary. This one may be less so. Watson, Debo, Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. Now that probably still gets duped too. Man. Yo, Watson captain using up all the salary. You're going to get duped. This one may be less. 48-8 salary, Watson Purdy, Debo, Jake Moody, Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey. Fading Rasheed Rice here, that gets us unique. Um, it also makes sense too, if you're going to play Watson and Captain. Don't think that's a good build, but it's a credible build. MVS. 49-7 salary with MVS. This one gets duped. I wouldn't play it. 49-5 uh, salary with MVS. Still has Rasheed Rice in it. That's getting duped. 48-3 with MVS. This one doesn't get duped, I don't think. MVS, Chiefs D, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Holmes, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. So you want to play that Chiefs 5-1. This is another way to do it. You're leaving some salary on the table. Go into a low-owned captain. That's how you do that. <laughs> CEH captain. I don't think that's going to come up, but if Hardman did, maybe it will. Clyde. Oh, yeah, we actually got a lot of them. Uh, no positive ROI ones, but the highest ROI one is this one. Uh, CEH, Brandon Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey. If you were to play CEH at captain, I would make sure to not have Pacheco in the lineup. That uh, would be the first thing I would do. So this one would appeal to me more. Uh, CEH, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. You fade Pacheco. You also fade Rasheed Rice. We're getting away from two of the higher-owned chief parts. We're then saying that CEH consolidates the running back role. Maybe takes a few dump off kind of targets away from Rasheed Rice, who has a low A dot, um, but not a play that I think can actually hit. What what can hit? Juwan Jennings. Debo Samuel goes out in the first quarter. Juwan Jennings soaks up all the targets. Juwan Jennings captain with Brandon Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Jake Moody, Travis Kelsey. 
That one, honestly, no. I don't think anybody will play Juwan Jennings a captain at a 4K salary, but that one feels like it could still get duped, which would be insane. But people are going to play every possible permutation, so something to keep in mind. Uh, people want all those combinations, want all those permutations when they are building a lot of lineups for this big of a tournament. Um, all right, I think that's everything. Um, unless you guys have one more request. Bell does I don't even think Blake Bell's active at this point, is he? I know I don't think he had a projection. Oh, not Bale Bell. Blake Bell. No, he's got a projection. Kelsey, Bell, Chiefs D, McCaffrey, Pacheco, Mahomes. So by playing both tight ends, probably getting a little bit more unique. Still a Chiefs 5-1, though. You can really see, by the way, guys, what I was talking about with the projections. Like, just natural Chiefs 5-1s happening over and over and over again. So just trying to play 3-3, 4-2, is like, Really a plus EV move based upon how easily all these Chiefs heavy lineups are coming up. If the Chiefs bomb out in this game, there's going to be like 80% dead lineups. <laughs> like really and truly. The way you win the money, and this is going to transition into our, our three takeaways to get unique, but the way you win the money is like just playing less Chiefs, man. This is like every build, whether it's Niners stuff, whether it's like whatever, we're just getting Chiefs everywhere. There's too many Chiefs coming up. All right, so let's do the three takeaways. Three takeaways, build unique lines for the slate. Uh, number one would be don't play 5-1-4-2 Chiefs. They're coming up too easily. If you are going to play them, if you insist upon that, even though the projections are going to push everybody there and, and all the optimizers, all the sims are going to push people there, just make sure to leave some salary off the table. I would say for a 5-1 Chiefs build, 4-2 Chiefs build, I would try to leave a lot of salary off the table. Or make sure you're not playing the chalky guys. Where she rice is going to be every lineup. Um, Kelsey will probably be in lineups where she rice isn't in. Pacheco going to be in a lot of lineups. So like, just keep that in mind that for these guys, like if you're playing five one Chiefs, if you insist upon it, and I don't think you should, uh, you really need to get unique if you're going to play them. But like, just don't play five one Chiefs. Don't play four two Chiefs, and you're going to make it a lot easier for yourself. Uh, number two would be number two takeaway. Um, I think that. I think the kickers and defenses are a little bit underrepresented. Um, they're coming up pretty okay in the sim, not coming up the projections very much. Um, as we talked about here, a lot of data does support kickers making a winning lineup in this kind of game, in this kind of game total. And frankly, I always like kickers. Like I always like kickers to a certain extent. I think Butker in this spot is a little bit underplayed for sure, especially as part of those 5-1 Chiefs builds. But in general, he's underplayed. Jake Moody's been a very reliable kicker as well. You just need to see drives stall out with two teams that I think will be expecting to play this a little bit closer to the vest, a little more defensively minded. I think the kickers are very valid plays here. And you could talk me into playing two kickers in the lineup. So to me, the kickers are underplayed, but you could say the same thing for defense as well. Uh, but really the, the group of like special teams is just not played enough. I think uh, for this kind of slate, uh, number three way to get unique for this one. It's just don't play Rasheed Rice. Like and that, that does fit with the chief stuff we talked about. Rasheed Rice is a good player. I talked about it with, uh, with the 2024 best ball drafts we've already been doing. People are just too into Rasheed Rice because they didn't get him coming into the year. And this has been a thing uh, like the, the psychology of DFS players slash best ball drafters really has been pronounced to me this year where anything that's happened already that they didn't get a taste of, they're then so excited to jam those guys in where Kyron Williams in the back half of the year, chalk, 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 puka, chalk, chalk, chalk. Because of the fact that people didn't get those guys early, they're like, I got to play him now. Like I was, I missed this guy and he's so great. And I think we're seeing that again with Rasheed Rice and it's going to happen naturally, but also the projections are forcing people there because he's so cheap. And I get it like a cheap player who gets target share. He's clear of the wide receiver one for whatever that means in the chief's offense. He can go off here. Like, I'm not going to say that you should play zero, but 
For me, you got to play less in the field just because of the fact that like he's occurring too naturally, too easily everywhere. So you could either get direct leverage on him or try to not play him or just play Niners heavy stuff that says the Chiefs get nothing going at all. Uh, there's a lot of ways to fade Rasheed Rice at a very credible uh, relation to the game outcome. So that's it. Um, let's see. Who do I have winning? It's really hard for me to go against Patrick Mahomes at this point. Like, even though I think the builds are not great, I just think that they have enough juice to make it work. Um, Niners are the favorite, though. Like, I'm inclined to take the Chiefs because of the fact that they're the underdog, and I think that they have clearly have a pedigree. The defense has also been good, and I think there's still probably one level to hit of Mahomes, forcing balls a little bit more that he has not had to do this year. Um, and again, I think forcing guys, too, to like a Justin Watson to an MVS, uh, to a guy that's not necessarily just Rasheed Rice. But I think the Chiefs win, uh, personally. But, you know, like, neither outcome surprises me. The reason, like, the Niners are the favorite for a reason, so I don't want to go against that, but. That's what I think. All right, guys. Again, uh, last call for promos. 15% off on Stochastic. Get all their data. Again, I play PGA uh, using their Sims tool as well. Uh, MMA, I think they've been crushing because people just don't use those tools as much. So uh, you get the NFL DFS simulator and also their data for the week. But also check out some of the other tools. Like PGA, honestly, I've been, I'm I'm going to profit again this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the waste management, though, is only in round two because there are actually some still in round one because uh, of weather. But if you really want good tools and you just want to get some DFS sweats in that aren't NFL, um, I would personally recommend using that stochastic promo code and, and just play some different slates, especially PGA and MMA, because like those guys are not, people aren't using the Sims enough on those tools yet. Besides that, uh, probably again, my baby here, check the pin chat or the pin comment down below. If you give us five stars interview on probably you are answered to be a guest host of splash play and not just for our first one, we're going to do one a month. So it'll be one in March, one in April, one in May. <laughs> <laughs> calendars confusing uh one in june one in july one in august maybe one in september too so uh if you give us five stars interview in some way that i know it's you uh, i will put you into wender and to win to be a guest host here on splash play every month and of course you could also say 50 percent on all of our data though I have to point out uh super bowl prop bets not plus ev uh they're they're all fucking too juiced to the gills so uh, we're not gonna have any great prop bets for you for the super bowl but for nba for college basketball for every other sport for hockey uh, we have all the data that'll help you win money in sports betting and help you build that bankroll for best ball in 2024 that's what i did last year uh, with our early versions of our data. Uh, now it's even better for you and, and looks cleaner and very easy to use. So check it out at probably.com and use promo code splash. Say 50% or search probably on the app store and get it for a seven day free trial. Um, I'll be back with you guys on Monday, but first the reading of names here before we call it a week. Of course, all these fine folks help me put on splash play every day. Robert Griffin, the turd historical anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, mythology, Rupesh. Willis is awesome. Ivan black. Actually, should I do this in, in Patrick Holmes voice? I don't know if I have a good Kermit. Robert Griffin the turn historical anomalies. <laughs> That's that just hurts. I don't. How does Patrick Holmes sound? Uh, hey, hey, we gotta. Hey, Pat, Rob, <laughs> I, all right, we'll try. Robert Griffin the turn historical anomalies. Matthew Robertson, Tyler, CLN, mythology. Rupesh, Wells is awesome. Ivan, Rodney, Robin. It's just Port. Tony Mark, aka Io, aka Mark. Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consigliere, Aaron D, Daz, Jake Twitchell, fucking Alpha, Mr. Mr. Sammy, I am the KY, Kevin Castro, Dylan Loudhauser, uh, Lateralis, Primetime KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Short Gamer TV, Carlos Manzo, Mr. Shadow Dog, Chuck Deuce, Felix, Al Paul, Jeremy Parker, Matt Murphy, Stephen Anthony, Spoon, both the Davis boys, Kyle and Gabe, Effect, Comic God, Christopher the Clerk, Bendles, Frank Evans, and Nolan, you have all helped us put on the show this week, and I, and I thank you for that. <laughs> so, sounds like Kenny Powell. Okay, thank you. If, if Ross, if Robert Griffin the Turd says the amazing bit, then we'll go with it. I'm trying to do it for you guys as well.
And leave your predictions in the chat after the stream. Yes, leave your predictions, leave your comments, leave all of that. I actually feel okay. That didn't hurt as much as I thought. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not don't have a great Kermit voice as you can tell but did the best I could back on Monday back to draft season Monday to Friday best ball drafts for 2024 kicking back off next week uh, with draft number 10 will be what we start with on Monday so I will see you guys then good luck at the Super Bowl if you have anything you want to ask me on discord or twitter follow me at Chris Spags uh, follow the show at Splash Play Pod happy to answer any questions too because I will be around this weekend of course I'll see you guys again soon good luck this is our last shot to take it down guys so I hope we come back on Monday you see million dollar Spags here uh, not worried about a thing in the world that's the hope but i hope the same for you guys if i don't take this down i hope you do i'll see you guys again soon and again splash play fantasy football all year round to so come back on monday see you guys then enjoy your days good luck bye